This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Brandon Marcello at any moment is going to block my number. Probably should have. I contacted him again today. He wrote the article about Matt Rule, Dylan Riola. We'll get to that. But Brandon, since then, um, Walter Nolan is still in the portal. And now Evan Stewart has entered the portal, which I thought he had done a month ago, but I guess not because he was not a part of the highest prospects. Your thoughts about this news? Uh, not necessarily surprising, but you know, I was actually just going back and looking. Uh, that 2022 Texas A&M class, about half of it or maybe over half of it now is gone. And um, now the officially the top two highest rated players from that class are gone. Walter Nolan and Evan Stewart were number one and number two at those spots, both number one at their respective positions nationally that year, both top six recruits nationally, regardless of position. And uh, now they're gone. It's a, it's a absolutely a new era, not just for Texas A&M, but college football. Yeah, I, I was just scrolling through it myself, and um, before I even got to the fold, there's only one guy who was who's still there, and it's Connor Wickman. So, uh, what um, what do you think that it was that Jimbo did? Like, how did this all go awry for them so fast? That was it culture. What what happened that all these guys are now with the coaching change gone, and Mike Elko couldn't do anything to keep them. Well, I, I think obviously they came there to play for Jimbo Fisher and whatever structure was there in place, they, they wanted to be part of it. And then, of course, the last year or two, or the last two years, really, things started falling apart. And when things that you were promised and told were going to happen over the course of two to three years, obviously don't happen. And then there's a coaching change. A lot of those guys are going to look to get out and look for a softer landing spot because their careers – are not going to last forever. They're coming to a close very soon. And if they want to win and win right away, you know, let's face it, they're probably not going to do it at Texas A&M next year. And after next year, a lot of these guys would be going to try and go to the NFL anyway. So it's probably best for a lot of these players individually and selfishly on their part, which, listen, that's what college football is nowadays. you got to look out for yourself. And this is the best time to leave. We were just talking to Neil McCready uh, about uh, Ole Miss and what they put together. Lane Kiffin signing the uh, contracts extension, and uh, they're in on Walter Nolan. Uh, what have you thought about the, the Rebs and kind of just the teams that have emerged here uh, early in the transfer portal cycle as, as being amongst those that the most active? Uh, they're certainly right there at the top. Yeah, and they have been, you know, for the last three years. That's a Lane Kiffin, you know, trademark, a stronghold. They need to improve that defense from this past season, obviously. But this is a team that they're building right now to win immediately next year. Obviously, they're winning 10 games this year, but they're a team that could potentially challenge in the SEC next year. And they're adding those big pieces, and they're able to sell that to some of these players, including Walter Nolan, who we're kind of expecting to go to Ole Miss. At this point, these players believe that they can contend for an SEC title next year at Ole Miss. We'll see if that pans out, but... Um, here comes that window, thanks to the transfer portal and obviously some high school recruiting, but mostly through the transfer portal. That's where Lane Kiffin has done a really good job here these last three years. Brandon, what did Dylan Riola's commitment to Nebraska? He could have gone anywhere. He was committed to Georgia. They uh, had recruited him, Matt Rule, before. What did that mean, in your opinion, for Nebraska? I think it wakes some people up across the country a little bit that, hey, one, this is kind of a beacon on the hill, kind of some uh, a little bit of a light, some hope 
for Nebraska to maybe attract some higher rated recruits, not necessarily in this class, but maybe next year and the year after that in those recruiting classes. You know, Nebraska is always going to be able to contend on really good years to be a top 20 recruiting spot with their recruiting classes. But what someone like Dylan Raiola coming in as the number one quarterback in the 24-7 sports ranking, what he can do if they win some games next year, and he's the starter, by the way, that will attract those type of players to where maybe Nebraska can contend and get a top 10 signing class next year, which would put them in a spot to maybe start contending in the Big Ten two or three years down the line. This is that first big step. This is an inflection point, potentially. We'll see if Nebraska can capitalize on this. But listen, on paper, this is the best recruit they have ever had in Nebraska in the modern internet recruiting era. Highest rated recruit. And listen, this was a perfect storm of circumstances for them. They got him because of the family ties there. His dad was a mm-hmm. was an all all Big Ten or excuse me, all Big Twelve player there on the offensive line. His uncle is the offensive client line coach there right now. And of course, they've got a pretty good NIL structure and they really went all in on him on the recruiting phase here this last year. So, um, but what was surprising is that seemingly he kind of just fell off the map for them in the summer. And it was like, well, he's just not going to come here. He's actually going to go to Georgia this time. And then this last week, everything changed. Brandon, what are you hearing about some of the transfer quarterbacks like uh, Cam Ward, Will Howard right now? Not much. I don't cover the transfer portal all that much, guys. But, um, you know, listen, Cam Ward obviously is a very hot commodity uh, among Florida State and Miami. Um, those two programs have really been trying to go after him. Miami is very hot on the trail trying to get a quarterback. Uh, they're looking pretty much everywhere. There's been some rumors out there potentially about K.J. Jefferson who just left Arkansas officially. Um, but his stock has kind of fell off the map a little bit. and He's now looking at some middle-tier uh, uh, power five programs right now, maybe. Um, but, you know, the program that really needs to be worried out there nationally is USC. They don't got a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback, guys. They don't have a quarterback for next year. They're going to have to go to the transfer portal or go start a freshman next year or something like that. And, um, and they also have a bunch of other players that are leaving around them. It's, uh, Man, things have changed drastically at USC just over the last calendar year. Maybe Oregon can loan them one, Brandon. <laughs> Maybe. Oregon's going to have – hey, listen, guys, Oregon's going to have the best quarterback room in all the Big Ten next year. Um, <laughs> who would have thought that after losing Bo Nix? It was just like, oh, boy, who, what are they going to do? And now they got Hill and Gabriel, and, and now uh, one of the hottest freshmen out there that's very raw and Dante Moore, but, man – Sitting a year behind a veteran quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, and getting developed, man, they, they could be set there for the next three or four years at quarterback. I know you've kept up with the uh, the bowl opt-outs, and we were talking a bit about that earlier. Have you seen that increase dramatically or decrease? Is it about the same that it's been? And do you anticipate that it will drastically change with the expanded playoff and, and more of these bowl games mattering as opposed to kind of the feeling that you have around this time right now? Yeah, the opt-outs will decrease next year. That's my expectation. It should. Uh, by my count, and I'm sure there has been more, but there's at least 52 players that have opted out this bowl season. And, of course, as the bowls get more important, the less opt-outs. Imagine that. And 
So, um, but there's also a possibility, especially that Orange Bowl, and we're seeing now Jared Verse opted out today for Florida State. Oregon, not Oregon, excuse me, Georgia's got a lot of players that might still opt out of that game. And, and I hate saying this, but it's really a game of no consequence to Georgia right now because they fell short of the playoff. And, you know, what are they playing for? Pride and maybe a trophy. But there's a lot of NFL prospects on that roster, quite a bit. And um, by my count, there's up to 15 players between those two teams combined that could opt to, to, to opt out of the game as they prepare for the NFL draft. And, um, you know, that's a game that could be looking a lot different on the field than what it does today. And having said that, well, we'll know more there here in the next few days, obviously. But I know Florida State just started practice today, and I think Georgia may as well for the Orange Bowl. So, yeah, they might be hearing some more rumblings coming out of those those two teams here in the next couple of days. If people are curious as to what their spring game roster will look like and play, that's what the Orange Bowl is going to be. Yeah, um, that's what this is. The bowl season turned out to be in, in a lot of ways, um, and you're seeing some of these games, like yesterday's game in the famous Toastery Bowl, Old Dominion jumping out quick, and then Western Kentucky coming back. It's just one of those games where it, it almost just feels like a scrimmage. Like anything can happen. You could have three or four turnovers and still win the game because everybody's just out there uh, trying to figure everything out on the fly. Brandon, it also seems like the portal is kind of uh, kind of uh, over. Uh, I guess clouded the the regular just national signing day. It's like oh, we we're talking earlier. It's like man, this portal guy, portal guy. Oh yeah, they signed high school players and JUCO guys tomorrow. For you. Um, what is kind of the, the storyline that stands out or, or maybe a couple storyline that stands out heading into to actual National Signing Day proper number one tomorrow? Yeah, you know, Signing Day, we always look at it and we kind of look, look for flips, right? Or, or the big Signing Day surprises or programs that are kind of waiting for an, an announcement of some sort. And, you know, you look at the list and everything, there's just not really quite a bit of drama potentially. But actually one of the teams that I used to cover on a very close basis, day-to-day basis, is uh, is Auburn. They could potentially be flipping a couple of guys here um, in the next uh, 24 hours, which will be very, very interesting. K.J. Bolden, who's a Florida State commitment, number one ranked safety in the 24-7 sports rankings right now. Florida State's trying to keep hold of him right now, but um, Auburn's really, really trying to get after him um, right now. And then also Georgia is coming in late potentially for him as well. Um, so keep an eye on some of those other guys. And I wrote a story as well today on the number one overall recruit in our rankings, Jeremiah Smith. He's the first receiver ever to be number one overall as a player in the rankings. And he's been committed to Ohio State for well over a year now, but he's had his ears open to Florida State, Miami, and Florida throughout this process. And he's hosted them in his home here in the last week or so. He continues to say that I really like Ohio State and something drastic is going to have to change it. And he's also just been very open with saying, I'm not about the NIL money. I don't care about that. I know I'm going to get it wherever I want, which a lot of people take as a shot to Miami because Miami's throwing everything they can at this kid money-wise. But I, I keep being told to keep your eyes open on that one just in case maybe something will happen, even though the kid continues to say that it's Ohio State right now. So, We'll see if there's any really big signing day drama out there right now. But right now, I mean, like the top 15 guys in the rankings, 
pretty much locked up and, and ready to go to their respective schools. Yeah, there's been some smoke about DJ Lagway, which you're going to get as far as Lincoln Riley. You mentioned trying to find a quarterback. What can they do to change his mind? If anything, he's been locked into Florida for a long, long time. Uh, great stuff, Brandon. Thank you when you come on. We love the segment, the insight, and the knowledge. We appreciate your time and have a great week. All right, you too. See you guys. Brandon Marcello, 247 Sports with us on many things. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.